Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. Today's episode is super fun, very unlike anything we've ever done before on the show. And it's actually going to be a audio-only replay of a client coaching call with my clients at Cut and Conquer. So you're going to get to hear me break down some of the most common fat loss mistakes and muscle growth mistakes that people make on their fitness journey live with my clients. So if you are someone who's been kind of looking into working with Cut and Conquer, this is a great opportunity to kind of feel out what our weekly coaching calls are like. We go over a ton of stuff, everything from cardio mistakes to sodium levels, meal timing, snacking. We talk about hydration and stress and cortisol and hormones. What kind of warmups should you be doing? Should you be warming up? Should you be stretching? How much stretching is too much stretching? We talk about imbalances, performance, and everything as it relates to your fat loss or muscle growth goals. Plus, if you are an avid listener to the podcast or you like my content, you like my vibe, um, I'm actually going to be doing a free public live stream in our, our free community coming up on July 4th. So that is a Tuesday. And it is going to be on subconscious belief systems and how they impact your fitness journey. Now, this was going to be a private client-only call, but I have been putting so much work into it, so much research into it. And I know that this training is going to be... It's going to change lives. That's literally as simple as it is. It will provide you with some massive breakthroughs, especially if you are someone who struggles with self-sabotage, with that all-or-nothing mentality. We're really, really going to deep dive into what are your limiting beliefs and how can you identify them? How are they currently holding you back? And ultimately, what can you do? What are the action steps you can start to implement when it comes to really letting go of those those limiting beliefs so you can stop letting your subconscious mind control your behaviors? So if that is something that interests you and you are not already a client, make sure you reach out to me on Instagram before July 4th so I can send you the link to join our free community so you can get in on that live stream because I promise you, I guarantee you, it will change your life. All right. Let's get into it when it comes to fat loss and muscle growth mistakes. So we're going to break it down into... I'm going to talk about fat loss mistakes specifically. Then I'm going to talk about mistakes that apply to both fat loss and muscle growth. 
And then I'm going to talk about the muscle growth mistake. Okay. Again, there is overlap between a lot of these, but I kind of categorized it down kind of more so based on the specific goal. I know I would say most of you guys here are working on fat loss currently. Some of you guys are working on muscle growth. Some of you guys are kind of doing both, but usually I kind of have one focus or the other, right? So when it comes to losing fat, okay, and these are in no particular order, the biggest thing we first need to rationalize and wrap our head around is that your training plan, like even if you're doing the clean, clean training plan, your training plan isn't necessarily going to dictate your fat loss, okay? What dictates your fat loss is your overall caloric and macro intake, okay? And expenditure. So it, ultimately, you can build muscle doing a ton of different things if your eating is in accordance to building muscle. You can lose fat doing a ton of different things if your eating is in accordance to losing fat. Now, as you guys know, and as we talk about all the time, like there are exercises, there are training plans that are more conducive to fat loss, and there are ones that are more conducive to muscle growth. Okay. For example, the lean clean program versus the booty program is a little bit more glute focused on building. Okay. But you guys can do either on any program as long as your nutrition and your caloric expenditure, what you're burning in a day, align with the goal. Okay. So the first mistake when it comes to fat loss that a lot of people make, and I know some of you guys made it, and I know I tell you guys to stop doing it, is doing an abundance of cardio that is not in your plan. Okay. There's a misconception out there that more cardio is the way to lose fat. Yes, you need to burn a certain amount of calories to be burning fat. But the reason we set up your program the way that we do is so that we can gradually make adjustments so that things are optimal for your body. If you're doing what we like to say is uncontrolled or inconsistent cardio, meaning I'm going to do like two hours of cardio today and then I have extra, I don't have any friend day, so I'm not going to do any, but then maybe 20 minutes a day because I feel like I should. And then next week, I'm not going to do any because I'm just super busy, but because I didn't do any last week, now I'm going to do an hour every day because I feel like I should. Okay. That is the biggest fucking mistake you guys can make. Just do the cardio that is in your plan. If there is no cardio in your plan, don't do any cardio unless you've cleared it with myself or another coach because there's a reason why there is no cardio in your plan. Now, I'm not saying to not walk. I'm not saying if we've discussed like a light, Warm up or a specific thing for you to do in regards to cardio that might not be in your plan, that's okay. But in general, if you're kicking ass on the stair climber and it's not in your plan, don't do it. Don't do it. Or if you are doing it, tell me or tell your coach because we need to know that. And if you decide we're not going to listen to you at all, no matter what you say, at least track it in the app so that when I do your check in or when your coach does your check in, we can see, okay, you did cardio on this day. So now we know when we're making an adjustment to your nutrition, we can account for that cardio, okay? Mistake number one is doing too much cardio or doing inconsistent cardio, okay? The next part of that is like, most of you guys are really busy. Most of you guys have full-time jobs. Most of you guys have kids. Um, most of you guys are either in school or doing a course or something. We, you don't need to be doing a ton of cardio if you are progressing without it, right? That's why we want to program it in, in an intelligent fashion that allow we could do minimal cardio for maximum results unless, unless you are training for a cardio event or you have endurance goals, okay? Which not a lot of you guys have that. Some of you guys are actually training for like a marathon or half marathon. And in that case, cardio is definitely going to be a part of your program, okay? Okay, next, next big mistake. This is, this is 
Like the biggest mistake for fat loss is obviously a mistake for muscle growth, but it's not eating all the food in your plan, not eating all the food in your plan, plan okay? Um, because again, when we make adjustments, if you're not eating all the food already and we bring your calories down, you might end up eating more calories than you should be because you weren't initially eating the amount that you should have been, okay? It's very important to eat all of the food. Now, especially if you're reverse dieting, and even if you're not reverse dieting, especially if you are someone who is new to the program or new-ish, if you're in your first like month, you gotta eat all the food because like when we start giving you that food, it's gonna feel like a lot. Your mind is gonna be like, oh my God, I'm eating too much to lose weight. It's not free, guys. So since my show, I've bumped my calories quite significantly already, like about four to 500 calories, which is a lot for me. I'm, I wasn't eating a lot and I'm a small person and I'm still losing weight. I'm still leaning out, okay? I've increased my carbs by, again, these, these percentages. I don't want you guys to like take them as like black and white because I was not eating a lot of food. So it might seem like a lot. My carbs have gone up by about 60 grams total throughout the day. And my calories have gone up as well. And I'm still losing weight because my calories have gone up. My carbs have gone up. My body is more okay with using those carbs as fuel. My training intensity has gone up because I'm training harder and thus I'm burning more calories. My body is okay with burning through the calories because it's like, hey, I don't need to hold on to this because we're revving things up, okay? So whether you're reverse dieting or just starting your program, eat all of your food. Even like just eat all your food no matter what. And if you're super busy, your goal is just obviously don't matter to enough. You can set timer. You can, you can do it. I literally just did a prep for almost six months and I nailed every single thing. And I'm not saying that to make you guys feel bad. I'm not saying it to talk myself up. I'm saying it because it is possible. It is possible to do things 100% correctly. Is it realistic for most of us? No. But if you can do things 100% correctly, if I can do them 100% correctly, you guys can do them 80% correctly. 100% you can. Okay. So eat all the food in your plan. That timer's on your phone. Just make it happen. There is literally no excuse to not eat your food unless you are like physically ill. Okay, next, this one. Okay, this is a big one, you guys. This is a big one. This is probably the number one tip that helps me drop fat when I'm going into a cutting phase, okay? And it helps you guys, but it's a mindset. You have to adopt the mindset. Stop freaking snacking. Snacking. Stop snacking. Write it in the chat. I will stop snacking. If your goal is to lose fat, I want to see it in the chat. I will stop snacking. Type it in, affirm it, put it in the universe, make it happen. Because you guys, there's nothing wrong with snacking, but it's not very conducive to weight loss. Okay. Now, I'm not saying if you have a snack once in a while, like that you're going to die or that it's going to halt your fat loss. But for the most part, if you are not hungry enough to eat your meal, and some of you guys have meals that are more snack like, and that's fine, right? But I'm talking like having a bite of this or a bite of that, or I'm just going to have an apple because I'm not that hungry, or I'm just going to have a protein bar because I'm not that hungry. I'm just going to have some popcorn. I'm not that hungry, right? None of those are bad choices. But if you're not hungry enough to eat the meal, wait until you are, or eat the meal anyways. Just have some accountability. Have some self-accountability. Have some self-respect for yourself and your goals. I get that some of you guys work shift work, but again, make it happen. If you're not that hungry, eat it anyway. You can literally eat cardboard if you want to like you can do it you can literally do hard things so eat the food or wait until you're hungry time it so that it works for your life okay 
stop napping. Not only is napping all day consistently, like not ideal for your digestion. It's not ideal for your gut health. You don't actually, your hunger hormones are going to get a little out of whack because your blood glucose and your ghrelin and your leptin, they're not going to spike and drop at the right time. So you're never going to really be actually in puff with your natural hunger cues. And we ask that you're checking, like, are you getting hungry for your meal? And while if you're snacking all day, you're not going to be that hungry, but you're also never going to be that full. And it's going to be very challenging to coach you and very going to be that much more challenging to see you progress. There's nothing wrong with some snacking, but for the most part, just I would recommend just not snacking. Just don't do it. The alternative, you guys, because some of you guys like snacks like foods or you like, like, for example, maybe you're the type of person who likes to have like your hummus, then you like to have like an apple and then you like to have like your chicken over here and maybe you like have your cheese here and you like to have your avocado and you like just like that snacking vibe, right? That's totally cool. But eat it as a meal. Don't eat the crackers here and then wait and then eat the cheese here and then wait and then have a protein face here. Like, or protein here. Like, eat it, eat your snacks as a sitting. Eat your snacks as a meal. Okay. So you're not constantly just like snacking all day long. Okay. Huge, huge game changer. When I'm cutting fat, I, I haven't had a fucking snack in six months. Like, I don't have a snack. I just have my meals. Okay. And if I wanted to have a snack, I would create the snack into a meal that fit the macros of that meal that I was going for. Okay. That's how you do things right. Next, next fat loss mistake. Now, I know I said don't do too much cardio, but not being active enough during the day. So if you have a desk job or like an equipment operating job, try your absolute best to just move around, right? You don't need to be jumping around doing cardio. But if you are someone who sits a lot, just make it a priority to get and move a little bit. Even if you are uncomfortable, like go to the bathroom and do like 15 squats, like in the bathroom, if it's super awkward for you. like. Just move around during the day because if you can do that, like even five times during the day, you're going to burn like an extra 50 to 100 calories. And that might be enough to get you out of if you're in a plateau, right? So just move, move your body. Okay, next one, fat loss mistake is not consuming vegetables with at least two to three of your meals, especially your fibrous veggies. So make sure you go on your food chart or your food list, look at the vegetable options, make sure you are eating them. Rochelle was always during her practice. She was like, do I have to eat the vegetables? And I'm like, yeah, because vegetables actually help you burn calories and they help slow the digestion and absorption of other things. So you're not like spiking your blood sugar and doing all these things that we may or may not want to do, depending on who you are and what's going on with you. But you do need to eat vegetables. Now, some of you guys have digestive issues with vegetables. We've talked about that. There's a gut health vibe on it. So potentially cooking your vegetables can be a better option for you or just making sure you're picking the vegetables that agree with your digestion. But recommend vegetables with two to three of your meals. They also take more energy to digest so you're going to be burning more calories just by eating the vegetables, okay? Green powder is a great addition or it is great if you like can't eat vegetables today for whatever reason, but it is not a replacement for vegetables. If you don't like vegetables, put them in a smoothie and trick yourself. Next fat loss mistake. This is a really important one too, you guys. I used to make this mistake and pretend that I thought it wasn't a mistake because I was like, my coach told me I could do it. It's having massive treat meals. So most of you guys will have a certain number of treat meals allotted or free meals or variations of the following. Just be realistic with them. Be mindful with them. Don't stuff your face. And I know it's easier said than done because I've stuffed my face before, especially 
when it's good food. But it is like, just be conscious that eating, if your treat meal is like 1800 calories, like that's enough to put you out of a calorie deficit for the week if you're going for fat loss. Like absolutely it is. So be mindful of that. Um, Figure out like what is in your treat meal just for your own curiosity because you could be still on track. And yes, we want to have a treat meal and having treats and like going out for dinner and enjoying your life in part of a sustainable, healthy routine. But you don't want to be naive and pretend like, oh, why didn't I lose weight this week? Well, I just stuffed my face full of food on Friday. Like that's why, right? Just be mindful with it. And it is a practice and it is a process that's going to take up time and you might have some slip ups. But again, be aware. Calories do matter. They're not the end all tell all and other things matter more, but they do matter. This one, again, big mistake, using the scale to measure fat loss and using letting the scale get in your head when it comes to your fat loss progress because the scale does not measure fat loss. The scale can go up and your fat percentage can go down. There's specific live streams and podcasts on that, so I'm not going to go into that one, but there is more info on that if you guys are interested. Um, this one as well can be a big mistake with it. Jump Dean, who actually is like one of my most advanced long-term clients in the program, and I'm not bashing her by any means, but like if she can make this mistake, anyone can make this mistake because she's like just as OCD as I am, not being like super aware of your food label. So if Justine is still here, you can probably comment she was having a supplement that she didn't actually know had like 400 calories in it, right? So make sure you... Check the food labels, especially if it's something you haven't had before. Um, sauces, even if it says like healthy sauce, sometimes they lie to you. So check the food label because things like supplements, like powders, like greens and different things like that, they look healthy. And usually they're fine. Usually most supplements are very low calorie. But on occasion, they have like a ton of something in them. And it's like, oh my God, I thought this was going to be like 10 calories. And 10 calories and it's like 400 right? Same thing with your sauces. Just check them. Just get in the habit of having a quick glance at that food label to see what is in it. Because you might think you're having a super low calorie meal that fits your target, but then you added sauce and you just doubled the calories and you didn't even know. And if you don't know, I don't know. And your coach definitely doesn't know, right? So be aware of that. And same with your drinks. If you're having like an energy drink, like just double check that it's the sugar-free one. They double check it. Robin, this is me with mini crispers. I've seen they're fine because they're like mini, but they're still not worth calories. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of things like that out there. Tamara, glad you mentioned the scale. Did it, would, what would be, be the ideal for you to weigh yourself? Okay. So that is, that is a loaded question because it depends on who you are. I weigh myself every single day and I take the average of the week. Okay. That's the probably the best way to do it and then chart the average over time. Okay. However, a lot of you guys get very in your head about the scale and I used to get very in my head about the scale. Watch the best answer to the question is watch or listen to the podcast on the scale because I go way more in depth about it because you can, if you only weigh yourself once a week, you can accidentally by no fault of yourself weigh yourself on the heaviest day of the week and then freak out or weigh yourself on the lightest day of the week and then freak out, okay? So the best way is to take it for what it is, fucking number, and do it whenever works for you, right? If you don't ever want to weigh yourself, we can still block your progress pictures and your staff. Like, that's fine. Some of you guys don't weigh yourself. Some of you guys weigh yourself every day. Some of you guys do it once a week. Some of you guys do it once every two weeks. Some of you guys do it once a month. It depends on who you are and where your head is at with the scale right now. The biggest thing, though, is the trend over time with the scale because it will fluctuate no matter what. 
Okay, now we're going to move into mistakes that are mistakes for both fat loss and muscle growth. Okay, so lots of overlap with these ones. The first one is not spacing your meals properly. Okay, there's fitness coaches out there, there's fitness influencers out there. Obviously, I'm one of them, but I'm not one of these ones who tell you meal timing doesn't matter. Meal timing doesn't matter. Yes, it fucking does. Yes, it does. Meal timing really matters. Is it the biggest thing? Is it the most important thing? No. The most important thing is that you are hitting your calories, that you are hitting your protein, that you are hitting your macros, and that you are consuming vegetables. But to say that meal timing doesn't matter is so wrong, you guys. Like it definitely matters. And I would argue that four to five meals is optimal on average in general. Okay. Three meals can work, four meals can work, five meals can work, six meals can work, seven is getting up there. But I would say four to five meals is optimal generally. Okay. Generally. The reason is because very easy to eat all of your meals in one sitting, but it's not going to be ideal for blood sugar management. It's not going to be ideal for hormonal management. It's not going to be ideal for your mental health. It's not going to be ideal for your day, probably. It's not going to be ideal for your willpower or your default habits that when you sit down on the couch at night, you get hungry right? It takes time for your food to digest and absorb. So if you are waiting five hours between your meal, well, that's probably too long because it takes you about 20 minutes at least just to have the signal happening in your body that like, hey, I ate, I'm full. So if you wait way too long to eat, you're going to still be hungry after that meal and you're going to have those urges and those cravings. You are physiologically going to have them, okay? That's why. Don't wait all day to eat. Make it a priority, like we talked about in the beginning. Again, when you don't eat, your body is also going to elicit a stress response. Um, cortisol increase, right? Cortisol is catabolic. We do want to have a cortisol increase. It's not like cortisol is horrible, but we want to have that typically first thing in the morning because actually that's your, what is that freaking thing called? Like your eyes, my brain not working, circadian rhythm properly, okay? It's actually going to help you sleep better at night. But for those of you who are constantly stressed out, you probably don't have that. And if you're constantly stressed out, you probably find that you don't sleep the best anyways, right? So that's why it's really important that we manage the things that we can manage. One of them being our meal timing. Uh, try to eat reasonably soon after your training. You just, you've been trained fasted in the morning. I'm not against it. Like I train fasted sometimes because I don't feel good when I eat and then I go hit a workout. But make sure you're eating as soon as possible, especially if you're training fasted. And if you train before you go to bed, make sure you're eating after your training. Okay, eating after your training is really, really important. Okay, another mistake, not drinking enough water. The minimum water requirement we give you guys is 2.5 liters. Like that is on the, like that is low, right? That is low. I drink seven to eight liters per day. That is very high. That is extreme for most of you. Like this is what I'm drinking right now for this hour. This is like two liters. Most of you guys who are even at that 2.5 liter, like, should be easily going beyond that. Some of you guys are like around three to four liters, which is kind of the, like general. You need to drink water because if you don't, well, obviously you're going to start hydrated. It doesn't take much. You can't get a good pump, which you may not know. Like, your blood pressure obviously is also affected by your hydration. And when you get a good pump, you guys, you need to have water in your body because that pump is from the blood and from the glycogen, from carbs and from water, right? So 
you need water to get a good pump. A pump is going to help you grow your muscle because the more you can pump, the bigger pump you can get, the more your muscle is going to tear. The more your muscle is going to tear, the more your muscle is going to have to recover and repair. The more your muscle has to recover and repair, the more it's going to go, okay, I need to adapt. The more it says that, the more it's going to grow, okay? So you need to drink water to grow your muscles. You also need to drink water to burn calories, to have a good workout, to type, to have proper energy and have your systems and your energy created and expended properly during your training. If you're dehydrated, your body systems are not going to function properly in your training. Your energy is going to be less in your gym. Your brain is going to be dehydrated. Your focus is going to be lower. Your training is going to be less intentional. And you're going to have less willpower because your brain is functioning properly. Less willpower, especially when it comes to nutrition, generally leads to less intelligent choices. And also, when you're not drinking water, your stomach isn't staying as full and you're going to feel hungrier. All of that in combination leads to, hey, I might eat some extra food. I didn't burn as many calories as I could. And my weight's probably not going to go down or it might go up. Okay? I'm going to have some water. You guys, water break, team water break. If you don't have a water jug, that one. Get a cup, fill it up. But come on. Okay, into food factory, guys. This one is awesome. Okay. Not eating protein at every meal. Not eating protein every meal. Get ready to have your mind blown. Are you ready? Okay. So not only does your meal timing matter, and there is a lot of research that suggests that so like carbohydrate, I talked about this in a podcast that hasn't come out yet though, but like carbohydrate timing definitely matters, especially when it comes to like blood glucose and like glycogen source for your training and energy for your training. But protein timing also matters, okay? The biggest thing is hitting your protein. But the reason I'm telling you guys to eat protein at every meal is because, you, I bet you guys didn't know this, okay? If you didn't know this, you need to tell me in the comments. Muscle, sorry, ingesting protein, eating protein is anabolic, meaning it stimulates muscle protein synthesis. Meaning, just, this is the oversimplification of it, but just by eating protein, you are building muscle. You are repairing muscle tissue just by eating protein. And every time you eat protein, it stimulates that muscle protein synthesis, okay? So if you eat protein four times a day, that's four times you stimulate that. If you wait till the end of the day and you try to eat all your protein and you don't hit that target, well, not only did you not hit your target, but you only stimulated that response one time. You want to build muscle? Eat more protein. Eat it throughout the day. Eat it at every meal, right? Did you guys know that? Did you know that just eating protein is anabolic, right? And even if your goal is fat loss, we still want to maintain that lean mass. And you still probably want to build a little bit of muscle because muscle is a metabolically active tissue. The more muscle that you have, the more calories you're going to burn, the easier you're going to lose fat. Any compared to a protein kidneys? No, it's complete, complete bullshit. That's not true. And especially with the amount of protein that you guys are eating, it's not going to hurt you. Okay. Next two, I won't go too much into these because I feel like they're pretty freaking obvious. But the next two mistake when it comes to bone muscle building and fat loss is not meal prepping. I feel like that's pretty obvious as to why. You don't have to meal prep everything, but not having some preparation or some plan. And if you guys struggle with meal prep, listen to the meal prep podcast because it gives you like 800 different options and ways to structure a meal prep so that it could work for your lifestyle. Next one is it's in combination with that, but it's winging your food. 
especially if you are someone who's not on a nutrition plan and you're doing flexible dieting and you're doing macro tracking. And then every day you're like, oh, didn't hit my macros today. Well, it's because you didn't plan to. So plan to do it. Input your food the day before. Make sure it happens. And then you can tweak it and adjust it as you go throughout your day. But like, don't wing it. Because if you wing something, like you have no idea of the outcome. Why? We don't like random outcomes. We like controlled outcomes. That's how we create our life by design. That's how we create our results is by following a plan and having a strategy. Okay. So don't wing things. Don't wing your food. Plan. Okay. Now, we talked about mistakes for fat loss. We talked about mistakes for both fat loss and muscle growth. Now let's talk about a couple that are more specific to muscle growth, to hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is muscle growth. Number one, improper form. Improper form. If this is your first month in the program, your homework is to go to the mindset dive and watch the video called Getting the Most Out of Every Rep. And then it has two little affixes and it says mind-muscle connection. That's your homework is to watch that video. And then throughout the next month, your homework is to go into train eyes or in the guide question and watch the in-depth tutorials on how to do your major exercises. And if you have never done that and you've been in the program for months, you need to do that and you need to start it this week, okay? That is going to break down everything you need to know about proper form and about lifting certain weights and about reps and how to ensure that your muscles are working in a way that they are actually going to grow, okay? Watch that video. That is your homework if you are new or if you have not watched it before, okay? Called getting them both out of every rep. So you need to work on your form. The next in the state is not stretching at all, okay? You guys don't have to be as crazy as like my sister who's like a crazy yogi. If that is your thing, definitely reach out to her because she's really freaking good at it. She's done a few yoga classes with you guys. You guys can also book a personalized yoga session with her if that's something you're interested with or a mobility session. She's very, 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 very good at it. But if flexibility and mobility aren't your goal specifically, which they should be like a, a sub goal at least, you don't have to stretch every day. You don't have to. I'm going to be honest. You don't have to as long as your form is proper and you're not experiencing any like imbalances or any issues, right? You don't have to stretch. But you should be stretching. You should be stretching a few times a week for a few minutes, all right? The areas that feel tight on you or the areas that you trained that day, okay? I recommend stretching for two to five minutes every single day. Like that would be my recommendation. But I know some of you guys are busy because if you can't do that, do like 10 minutes, three times a week, something like that. If you don't stretch at all, your muscles that we talked about this, if Megan tuned in, she's going to be like, Christina, stop because that's way so much. But like when you're working out, all your muscles are doing are lengthening and shortening. You can see it. My muscle lengthen, my muscles shorten. That's all working out is. But if your muscles are too tight to lengthen properly, you're not going to be able to get the full contraction. You're going to be wasting part of your workout because you're not getting the full benefit. So working on your mobility. Now, one thing is sometimes tight muscles are weak muscles, so you don't want to overstretch. So if you're wondering about that, again, you can book a class with my sister um, or you can reach out to me or to her or just post in the group and we can help you figure that out. But just implement some some light stretching into your week in the areas that are tight for you. Next really big mistake, you guys, not 
taking rest days, not recovering, not sleeping, like just overtraining and just thinking that doing more is better. It's not. Okay. Again, some of you who are new might not know this, but your muscles don't grow during training. Your muscles do not grow during your workouts per se. Okay. Like that's not the, like that's not, I don't want to confuse anyone. Essentially, your muscles don't grow during training. Your muscles grow during rest. Okay. Your muscles tear and rip during training. And then when you rest, they recover and as they heal and as they adapt, they, the muscle cells will grow over time. Okay. So you need to be sleeping. You need to be resting. You need to be taking your rest dates. You need not be training the same muscle group back to back to back to back to back to back to back every day. One day I was talking to someone on like TikTok and they were talking about growing their boobs. They're like, I do a thousand lunges every single day. Why aren't my boobs growing? I'm like, well, because you're doing a thousand lunges every single day. That's why. Like you need to rest your muscles for them to grow. Next up is if you have an imbalance that you know of, if you have an injury that you know of, you need to be going to see a practitioner to help you with that. Okay. Definitely let me know or let your coach know, of course. And most of you guys, you do that. But again, like I am not a physiotherapist. None of the other coaches are physiotherapists. You should go get an assessment and you should figure out what is going on with that imbalance and figure out what you need to do to work on your injury. Okay. That is another mistake, especially for muscle growth, because if you have an injury or imbalance, it is going to affect other things in your body. When Nancy tunes in, she's going to tell you, like, whatever's going on in your shoulder might be freaking caused by your left hip. So go get an assessment done, go to a practitioner, go to Cairo, go to massage, go to a physiotherapist. Go see Nancy and get it addressed. Okay. Next mistake. Now, I think that this is definitely important. I know that maybe not everyone has this luxury, but most of you guys do. If you have benefit, go for a massage. Okay. Every single person here trains like an athlete. All right. Like all of your guys' workouts are challenging. Even the easiest workout possible in this group is challenging. You guys should be going for a massage, in my opinion, at least once a month. It's very important to take care of your body physically, okay? It will help you relax. It will help your muscles relax. It will help you be able to train harder. It will help you lose fat. It will help you gain muscle, okay? If you have benefit, make Sure, you use them. Make sure you use the device. Like, and if you if you don't have benefits, like I'd highly recommend like trying to budget for a massage or trying to find budget-friendly massages like at the school or something because it is so, so worth it. And like if you really, 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 really cannot afford a massage, reach out to me and I will try to help you. Find a massage that is going to fit your budget in some way, shape, or form. Okay. So that have a few connections. But most of you guys have benefits or your spouse has benefits. So use it. Don't be that person who lets them go to waste every year. I used to be that person and I freaking stopped. Go to a massage. Okay. Next one is improper sleep, not sleeping enough, not prioritizing sleep, being on your screen, phone, TV before bed. I'm going to do a couple live streams on sleep in the future because I've really been able to dial mine in. Hallelujah. 
first time in almost 28 years I've been able to freaking dial in my sleep, you guys. Like, I don't even know the words to say. Someone say some words for me. I don't know what to say because it's a miracle. If I can dial in my sleep, you guys can do anything. So, um, make sure you're prioritizing your sleep. That is probably the number one thing I have screwed up in my life. That I'm like, wow, if I could go back in time, I would probably be 10 times as cool and amazing as I am now. And like, I'm like, what a waste. What a waste. So take my advice. Sleep is like the magic unlock. I literally would contribute, not contribute, attribute, <laughs> attribute like 40%. 40% is a lot. 30 to 40% of my success during my prep to my approved sleep schedule. I mean that. So that is massive. To round, like, the sleep officer is like the challenge for you. Yeah, sleep has been a challenge for me my entire life. If I can change my sleep habits, you can do anything. Because I do to stay up until 7 a.m. in the morning regularly and sleep from 7 till like 11 and then go about my day and sometimes I wouldn't sleep at all. And I actually tried this thing before where I would just stay up for two days straight and then sleep. And yeah, and when I worked on site back in the day, I would sleep for about one hour a night. Like that's just what I would do. And I would just do it. I would, I would, my bus left to go to Albion at 3.50 and I had to drive to my bus stop. So I would wake up at like 3 a.m. And I wouldn't go to bed until like 1.30. Because I, had, I just didn't like sleeping. I had so much to do and I didn't prioritize it. That was my life. And then on the weekend, I would sleep for like 20 hours. And then I would like do the whole week again. Like that's literally what I did. And it was horrible, you guys. Courtney and Bubba caught 10 p.m. and sluggish the next day. Yeah. Well, some people, I don't know, like Rochelle is the same way. Like she literally can go to, she goes to sleep at like 7 p.m. <laughs> She's probably in bed while she's in. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed it up here, you guys, because I know you guys got stuff to do. Okay. Next mistake for muscle building is not warming up properly. So it's either a like doing just cardio for your warm ups, stretching too much for your warm up, not warming up. Again, watch the warm up videos in the guide if you don't know how to properly warm up for a weightlifting session. Doing too much cardio. If your goal is muscle growth specifically, like your main goal is to pack on muscle, you should probably not be doing very much cardio. Okay, probably. So if you are, and I don't know about it, stop it. Next mistake for muscle building is not getting enough sodium. Again, not only is that very important for your overall health, for your body system, for your pump, it's going to help you. It's going to help you get a better pump in the gym. Again, Dustin, we've been talking about sodium. I'm talking about sodium with a few of you guys. And it's obviously like an electrolyte as well. So it's super important to replace that, especially if you're someone who sweats a lot. You should be getting a good rule of thumb. A good rule of thumb would be like about 500 to 600 milligrams of sodium per liter of water that you drink. That's a general guideline within that reason, region. If you sweat a lot, you can definitely increase that. Sodium is not bad. Sodium is not something that you should limit, but also not something that you should like go overboard on. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it, you guys. Those are the mistakes. So let's get to the fun stuff. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. 
If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.